Hi, it's producer Chris from The Bugle here. Did you know that I have a new series of my podcast, Richie Firth Travel Hacker, out now? It's the show where Richie Firth and I talk about how to make travel better in our very special way. In this series, we discuss line bikes, Teslas, the London Overground, and a whole bunch of other random stuff that possibly involves wheels or tracks or engines of some variety. God, what a hot sell this is. I mean, you 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 must be so excited. Listen now. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a podcast from The Bugle. The view out your frosted window is a frozen wasteland, beautiful and deadly, snow and ice turning to blood as the sun sets. You hear the jingle of bells as the elves unharness the reindeer, their single task done for the year, to return to their petty internal reindeer power play politics. Done for the year, you sit at your desk and stare down at the horror of a blank page. You are the arbiter. There is no higher authority than you, but it is 2021. The world is a global capitalist machine transforming misery into joy into misery. Is it problematic when children dream of Hogwarts? Are video games propaganda for the military-industrial complex? Even if they're terrible children, if you give them coal, they'll only use it to accelerate climate change. The blank page stares back. You are centuries old and you no longer know what constitutes naughty or nice. The only thing you know for sure is that this is The Gargle, the sonic glossy magazine to the Bugle's audio newspaper for Visual World. I'm Alice Fraser, bringing you all of the news, none of the politics. Your guest editors this week are James Nokise and Sammy Shah. Welcome. Thank you for having us. Do you think the elves have a good deal they're going? I mean, the fact that they actually only seem to be working for one night of the year, or do they work all year? I'm not, I'm not clear on the, the labour um, regulations around elf you know, unions. The elves work all year, I think. Uh, but okay. then, of course, they only give shitty gifts to poor children. So True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't be too lenient on the elves. It's very similar to the film Nomad. Uh, isn't it where uh, the elves just kind of travel around to different workshops in their little vans and and then wrap up the things for santa uh, before he goes into space during the year and then he comes back and starts taking all the prisons around the front page this week is a picture of some sexy fireworks saying beauty is fleeting therefore new year's resolutions are beautiful headlines on the front page include clickbait headlines asking questions you already know the answer to are they as depressing as they are annoying and will you click on them anyway question mark the satirical cartoon this week is the ghosts of christmas past present and future receiving covid close contact alerts on their phones the caption <laughs> reads i told you we should have let him self isolate 
And now on to the stories. Our first section is a tech section and our top story is a TV screen you can taste. It's correct. Scientists have invented a television that you can lick. Japanese scientists because who else? Uh, I, I just I'm thrilled about this. Soon we will know what Vin Diesel tastes like. Um, and that's all I've ever wanted to know. Uh, <laughs> uh, to, to be honest, many years ago, Vin Diesel was usurped in my affections by Dwayne the Rock Johnson. But I feel like Dwayne the Rock Johnson is loved by everyone, so I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the niche. You know what? Vin Diesel still uh, the, the, the one of the tattoos he had on his torso when he was playing the character Triple X was the name of his dwarven warrior mage from his Dungeons and Dragons uh, group, and I will always respect him for that. Dwayne The Rock Johnson has charisma and giant abs and huge pecs and all that stuff, but is he part of a D&D guild? I don't think so. So Vin Diesel, you have my love forever. I think my favorite thing about Vin Diesel was in the Fast and the Furious movies where Dwayne The Rock Johnson entered the franchise and then uh, (laughs) Vin Diesel did the thing that they do in Lord of the Rings of just being closer to the camera so he looks bigger. Just insisting on being closer to the camera than The Rock at all times so that he doesn't look like The Rock is twice his size. I just like how you subtly put in there, Alice, that uh, you've watched a lot of the Fast and the Furious films. I mean, I've watched a lot of the Fast and the Furious films. I'm I'm not ashamed to own it. I enjoy them immensely. They're like the bold and the beautiful for the 12-year-old boy inside me. It's all amnesiacs and... You know, redemption arcs and villains become heroes, become villains. And yeah, I'm into it. Family, Alice. It's always about family. Yeah, secretly it's all about uh, family. Anyway, returning to our actual story, (laughs) lickable television. Sammy Mm -hmm. Shah, do you want to unpack this story? It feels like it's the kind of science that was developed by someone who, when they were teenagers, saw that scene in Terminator 2 where the orderly licks Linda Hamilton's face and developed a fetish (laughs) at that point. Like, just a creepy sexual fetish at that point and has spent their entire life going, yes, I know there's COVID. Yes, I know there's all these coronaviruses and, and, and there's cancer and there's all these other things that I can dedicate my scientific expertise to. But God damn it, I really want to lick something that cannot fight back and therefore he licked his computer screen and and now and then he's like wait hang on what if when i lick the computer screen it doesn't taste like static and there we have science sometimes the greatest inventions come from things we didn't realize we needed and uh, sometimes they come from a man just really trying to figure out how best to add to his masturbation fantasies i credit to the japanese scientists for doing so as somebody who has a new baby, I have to say I'm using my nose on my phone screen more than I thought I ever would in my life. That's a, that's a little hack there that mm-hmm. your, your nose is very dexterous when it comes to answering a message with no spare hands. James Nokise, have you ever licked your television screen? Absolutely, but I, I am a former heavy drug user. I like the, the fact that they just left this dude alone and then he just comes out of the lab and is like, guys... I reckon you can lick the TV, come lick my TV. And they're like, oh, we need to fire the students. Like, no, 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 trust me. If you lick the TV, it's going to, like, does the TV retain taste? Because that's just going to really ruin the next generation's teenage years. You know, their parents burst into the room. What were you watching? It's like, I was just watching this. And then they lick the TV. That is, 
in my mind, it's gone a lot dirtier than uh, than I initially started that sentence with. I think for both of you, it's gone a lot dirtier. <laughs> this is this is the problem with this story. With anything that has licking in it, it's a Japanese scientist for starters who clearly took time out of buying used underwear from a vending machine to who then dedicated the rest of his evening to creating a lickable TV. There is nothing in this that is wholesome. Alice, come on. <laughs> I like the combination of respect and disrespect. The disrespect to assume that the Japanese scientist has an underpants fetish, but the respect to assume that they could knock out a lickable television in an evening, in the second half of an evening. Different courses have different ways of viewing things. And I think, you know, Sam and me can both agree that this is the plot to a late 90s hentai. So we've been told. <laughs> exactly. So we've been told. Look, here's the thing. Um, I was watching um, the Wheel of Time TV show recently, right? It's a new TV show on Amazon Prime. And I liked it, but I wasn't in love with it. And one of the reasons I was in love with it, something intangible was bothering me. And a friend of mine who's a comedian as well, Ivan Aristogeta, he said, look, the people in the show, they're set in a medieval fantasy world. They look too clean. They look like they smell nice. And I realized that's where a TV like this could come in handy, right? If you're watching a show like the original first six seasons of Game of Thrones, you lick that screen and you taste mud and you taste dirt and you taste blood and you taste incest. But then you watch the Wheel of Time show and you taste just, you know, Vidal Sasson. And you're like, this is bullshit. This is breaking the reality of my story. That's all. Yeah, I mean, stage dirt is 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 incredibly important. Like context is super important for everything. I uh, I found out the other day that from a documentary that the, the main people who spread Q propaganda in America, you know, QAnon mm-hmm. propaganda, is this political? I'm not sure if it is because I think I'm going to make a point about the internet. Uh, they only do it from aggregation websites that collect Q sayings and put them on the aggregation website. They don't go to 8chan, mm-hmm. which is the original source where Q makes his pronouncements. And I contend that the context of 8chan not just adds meaning, but is an integral part of the meaning of the announcements that Q makes, which is to say it doesn't make sense unless you're seeing it next to a picture of a monkey masturbating and a pug with a, with a swastika tattooed in its head. Like yes. that is part of the context of the Q announcement. And without that, they are meaningless. Exactly. That's and so say. similarly, this guy's acting context to stories with the taste of the story. How has Fast and the Furious tasted? Now we'll know. And now we might love it more or love it less. It's true. Well, you need is dirt continuity, though. <laughs> so you need dirt, but you need a continuity person to make sure it's the same dirt from take to take, so, yes. which is an expensive. That's the most expensive thing in any kind of medieval fantasy is the dirt continuity person. You know, if you open an 8chan and lick the screen, it actually (laughs) tastes like baking soda you've been told is cocaine. (laughs) Your ad section now, because you can't be what you can't buy. Life doesn't stop, and neither do you. You don't have time to use your mouth, but you do wish you could communicate with your moustache. You need eyebrows, the moustache for your forehead. Eyebrows broadcast your emotions. Eyebrows, show them how you really feel. (laughs) Last week it was a twinkling symbol of familial love and festive anticipation. Now it's a dead tree in your living room. At giveusyouroldchristmastrees.com we'll take away your old Christmas trees for free. Just don't ask what we do with them. Giveusyouroldchristmastrees.com Seriously, don't ask what we do with them. Maybe it's not sexual. My food is bland. My food isn't wet enough. I want to drink an entire bottle of something and then feel really sick. Sauce. The solution to every one of those three specific problems. And if you have a mouthful of sauce, try washing your mouth out with half a glass of water.
It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Now it's time for your science section. This science story is a time travel story in that it's a story from 2018, but one that is particularly relevant today in 2021 when people are letting the dark aspects of their personality emerge more than ever from the dankness of their own isolated, self-isolated COVID bedrooms. Psychologists have discovered what they call the dark factor of personality, or in other words, why Jeff Bezos is like that, the point at which all negative personality traits overlap, the worst Venn diagram ever. It's a test to measure how evil a person is. James Nokise, you're wearing a black T-shirt. So as the representative of all evil in this particular uh, Zoom lineup, can you explain this story? Yeah, and I'll, I'll just correct you there, Alice. Uh, they're actually calling it the D factor. And uh, what I've just done to you is a clear example of having that in abundance. <laughs> so it's, it's interesting that you uh, bring up Jeff Bezos, because uh, I'm not sure they did call it the D factor until 2021, when billionaires really started showing their amount of D factor uh, in abundance. But essentially, it's uh, just four different types of personalities, where they're all, they've looked at it, and they've gone that certain people, due to the circumstances that we're now in globally, are beginning to express it more and more. Uh, in other words, people are getting more D and appearing to behave with more D. And there's just an exceptionally large amount of D in the world right now. <laughs> and you've got to watch out. <laughs> Sammy, have you met a dark factor personality? Um, possibly every time I look in the mirror, because honest to God, they, the questions that they ask in this, uh, you know, psychological survey, the assessment tests that they have are things like, I know that I am special because everyone keeps telling me so. Uh, I'll say anything to get what I want. It's hard to get ahead without cutting corners here and there and hurting people would be exciting. And <laughs> I'm not saying that I respond positively all of those uh, statements, but at the very least one or two of those, I feel like anyone would respond correctly to if they're being honest, all right? Not hurting people would be exciting. That's, that's obviously very psychopathic, but the rest of them very on the nose. And, and I feel like the problem I have here with this entire study is what do you do with this knowledge? Because everyone's always changing. You know, like we're always on a journey in our lifetime. My daughter and I are watching Stranger Things right now and characters in season one who are absolutely dickish become lovely in season three. And I have to tell my daughter, people are on a journey. Don't judge them where they are now because they might change later. And someone who says that, you know, I know that I'm special because everyone keeps telling me so, 
maybe everyone does keep telling them so and then maybe they grow up and maybe their comedy career doesn't go as well as they wanted it to and then they end up just being a mid-level comic for the rest of their life but they still think that they're special and there's nothing goddamn wrong with that is there alice is there there is nothing wrong with that also you have to wonder whether you're applying this test to a child because for a child, I think, uh, <laughs> particularly a toddler, all of these are yes. Exactly. People keep telling Absolutely. me, I, I'm, I'm cute and adorable and I just, I love harassing my small uh, brother. I do feel like that last question is the curveball they've thrown in yeah. <laughs> just to go, oh, and by the way, do you also... Yeah, all the other questions are actually neutral. That's the only one that's a, that's yeah. a, that's a loaded question. I'm, I'm talking about my yeah. niece here. My, my, my nephew is now almost one and he's, he's, he's slow to learn to walk because every time he tries to walk when she's in the room, she tackles him <laughs> to the point where if he's doing anything and she comes into a room, he now flattens himself on the floor like a starfish. They have both learned important life skills. Basically, it's a journey for both of them. See, here's the thing. The thing I love the most about the story is the fact that the scientists have clearly been so busy with the science on this that they haven't paid attention to popular culture at all. And they came out with the name the D factor, not realizing that society a long time ago decided what D stands for. And it is in darkness. Well, in other news, an unexpected sequel to the movie Gravity has taken place in real life. This time, Sandra Bullock was played by the China Space Station and had to perform evasive action to avoid collision with Elon Musk's seemingly out-of-control Starlink satellites. Sami Shah, you've Mm -hmm. had to avoid out-of-control satellites before. Mm -hmm. How do you explain this story? (laughs) Well, it's one of the interesting stories because there's a whole concern in the scientific community that has been there for a long time that these satellites that we have basically creating a shell, a crust around Earth, as if we deep fried Earth in metal um, and silicone, is at this point just one collision away from creating a cascade of collisions that will basically could end up in all of us living through a uh, Neil Stevenson novel. And... Elon Musk, in his quest to push humanity to the next level of experience, has now decided, yeah, let's actually do that. Let's actually see what an end of days event looks like, because he almost caused that to happen. He almost caused a cascade to happen like that. Um, The Chinese in this rare occasion are absolutely fair in criticizing Elon Musk. It's very rare that I find myself in agreement with the Chinese government. But when they say that Elon Musk is a piece of shit, I mean, you know, reading between the lines, um, I think I find some merit in that statement. When are people going to figure out that Elon Musk is not smart? He's just very rich because his parents had an emerald mine. Like, I mean, he did do things with the money from the emerald mine. I'm sure there are plenty of people who would have done nothing with them. Emerald mine proceeds just sat around in a pile of emeralds and had fun. So you got to give him the credit of all the emerald mine heirs. He's done the most with them. He, you know, he one of the one of the I think four people who single handedly quadruple-handedly brought in the phrase amateur astronaut uh, this year, which I think is, that's the one for the record books. Uh, Speaking of unintended collisions, James, there's a story in New Zealand at the moment. Yes, this is um, sad to report that Omicron uh, has finally made it to New Zealand. But in the grand tradition of the colonies, uh, it's because a British person uh, didn't play by the rules. Uh, So what happens... Uh, is that a British DJ called DJ uh, Dimension. Um, And if you haven't heard of him before, (laughs) big on music, uh, small on syntax. Uh, He has been brought over to play music gigs in New Zealand and has done the self-isolation because he's got the money to be able to do that. And then he hasn't hasn't waited 
the full amount of time. He's gone out just a little bit early because all of his tests were coming back negative. But in the grand tradition of British colonization, things have gone slightly wrong just towards the end. <laughs> and he's ended up spreading the disease in the local community at clubs uh, he went out to. Now, this is a breaking story in New Zealand, so we're not sure who else uh, is involved. Uh, what other DJs from the DJ community might be involved, whether it's DJ perspective uh, <laughs> or probably DJ entitlement is definitely uh, somehow involved there. And DJ consideration, probably not making it to that particular party. But all we know right now is that uh, Omicron is finally in the community in New Zealand. Uh, and it is once again, as is the history of viruses with the New Zealand population because of the British. Hmm. Well, DJ Dimension, who used to be called DJ Sightlines when he was doing his major in uh, fine art, is uh, responsible, single-handedly responsible for bringing New Zealand into the 21st century slash of 2021 by infecting them with the disease that they have so far managed to hold out against. Uh, Sammy Shah, were you hoping to do that Lord of the Rings tour this year? Well, I was always um, on the verge of going to New Zealand, but never actually getting my act together enough to do that. I was also just thinking, you know, maybe it's good to learn how to, to use the turntables. And uh, because I feel like DJing is finally, you know, going to have a bit of a comeback as a career choice for people uh, in the middle, in the, you know, in their 40s and stuff. And uh, I just checked out DJ Dimensions website and the website says he is Australia's leading entertainment provider. <laughs> There's a lot that DJ Dimension has clearly done wrong in very recent times, including basically causing all of New Zealand to go into lockdown, most likely. But I think calling himself Australia's leading entertainment provider is a bold f***ing claim. And I want to put him to that test right now. I want to find out just how good of a DJ DJ Dimension is. I feel like we need to get DJ Dimension on this show. No, this is a classic misinterpretation. If you ever ask, if you meet DJ Dimension in real life and you ever ask him if he's the leading entertainment provider, provider in Australia he says no 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 that's you've just, that's a that's a, a homophone uh, it's a I, I'm, I'm the leading entertainment provider I go around and and I and I put lead into petrol uh, because I, I was outraged when they started unleading it <laughs> so that's that's my that's my niche market that and spreading omicron long history of poisoning communities out there <laughs> moved on from lead he's into omicron by the way, James, because you're in WA, right, James? Yeah. In Western Australia? Yeah. Uh, which is currently also going through a lockdown because of a French uh, backpacker? Yeah, an unvaccinated French backpacker. Yeah, so I think at this point, basically, the French and the British, much like the start of the great, basically, the great colonization of the 1800s and the 1700s, are once again responsible for f***ing us up again, if you uh, pardon my French. Yeah. I just like... How the people spreading this seem to have, it's gone from just like random aunties or people just coming home for Christmas to genuine clear-cut <laughs> panto villains. Just unvaccinated French backpackers and British DJs just coming around. <laughs> the worst human beings on earth. Yes. Me, I don't understand how you're backpacking at this point. It's been two years. Surely you could have saved up enough for like nice travel. <laughs> Uh, I'm pretty sure they're just a homeless person now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's the French man. C'est la, la vie. C'est la vie. Omicron. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's all the time we have for our science section because now it's time for your reviews. As you know, every week our guest editors bring in something to review out of five stars. James Nukise, what have you brought us in to review? Well, as, as much as I would love to review 
DJ dimensions uh, music. <laughs> Actually, in the spirit of 2021, I uh, wanted to review uh, Western Australia, where I've been stuck for the first uh, <laughs> yeah. last six months, Western Australia's freedom protests, uh, because they've been going nonstop and they've been going uh, up right up to Christmas. And what makes it brilliant is that Western Australia is arguably the most free place in the world uh, from COVID right up until about four days ago. And even then, there's hardly <laughs> any cases in the community and people are marching up and down. But what a lot of people don't realize is Perth, when they march, they don't march to the government buildings like everywhere else. They march to the shopping center. They have a big shopping mall with JB Hi-Fi and Maya and David Jones, all great Australian staples. And they stand outside there and they go, we want to be free. While all around them, people with their kids shop and buy presents. It is the most deranged <laughs> thing I've ever seen. And I appreciate that when you're bored and you're in a pandemic and you can't go anywhere and people say you want to come for a walk, that's what you end up doing. In terms of idiotic protesting in the 2021, 2020, five stars. How much lockdown has Western Australia actually had? I believe it's um, 12 days of total <laughs> lockdown, which for, for those of you internationally is a school holiday. <laughs> uh, Sammy Shah, what have you brought in to review for us? I have brought in the joy and wonder and pure adoration that I have right now. Five-star review for eye surgeons. So people who don't know this about me, obviously, because it's a podcast, you can't see this, but I normally wear spectacles. I've been wearing spectacles since I was six years old, and they were humongously thick, a lifetime of people telling me I'm wearing the Hubble telescope on my face and ha ha ha, how funny they all are. And then finally, I went to get laser surgery done because in lockdown, I was thinking, you know what, do something about your life, change something just to make it more interesting. And I went to a laser surgery thing and the eye surgeon said, look, your number's too bad for laser surgery, but here's what we can do. And I apologize to the squeamish here, but this is how he described it to me. He said, we can make a micro incision in the in your eye go into the eye liquefy the natural lens that is inside your eye behind your iris and then replace it with an artificial lens that <laughs> opens up like an origami flower when we insert it through the micro incision and then stitch that micro incision up and i was sitting there listening to all of this and just thinking to myself this is what this man does five times a day he does five of these surgeries a day every day he's they've they've taken technology to this level and medical intervention to this level and there are people out there going yeah but i don't know what's in vaccines so i don't trust them dude this guy made a cut in my eye and replaced my natural lens and i'm a cyborg now who never needs to wear glasses again can shoot me up with vaccines i have full faith in medical science it is way beyond anything i knew it was capable of doing at this point so yes five star review looking is an awesome thing to do with your pastime. Well, when I learned that I was going to uh, be giving birth, delivering a baby, I, I had to check with my old eye surgeon who uh, I got poked in the eye with a cricket stump when I was five by my brother in a terrible sword fighting accident um, <laughs> and uh, got my retina reattached with a... Oh, wow. A, sort of microsurgery and a, a, mm -hmm. a silicon band that I have around my left eyeball. And 30 years later, 
still fine. Yeah, it's, it's fine. absolutely remarkable. I, I asked him, I was like, what can't I do? He said, look, the only thing you can't do is maybe avoid getting punched in the head directly or bungee, <laughs> ju- you know, or bungee jumping or something. And I was like, look, that's I- a thing I know you to avoid <laughs> often, Sammy. That's a thing that you don't. Yeah, clearly those weren't big on my list, on my bucket list for 2021 was getting punched in the head directly. <laughs> I mean, you might have to take the edge off your satirical news comedy. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. But usually that'd be getting punched in the back of the head when I won't see it coming. <laughs> so there's that. But other than that, oh, oh, and he did say, and um, this is during the recovery period, this is the, the weird part, where I said, um, can I can I, can I, I have sex like during the recovery? And he said, nothing too vigorous. And he said, basically grabbing me by the shoulders and shaking me a whole lot and going, nothing like that. And just shaking me. <laughs> and I kept, and at that point, I started wondering what my doctor does for sex, because that is a very specific thing that he was describing I should not do. I mean, you know for sure that he inserts it and then it unfolds like an origami crane. (laughs) (laughs) You don't feel it going in, but you feel it when it's in there. All right. That's all the time we have for our reviews section because now it's time for our 2021 wrap-up. This is our Mm. most 2021 story of 2021. 2021 has seen the return of both The Matrix and The Taliban, so in many ways 2021 is actually 1999. James, what is your most 2021 story? I have not seen Matrix, uh, was it Resurrection, but I'm going to see it based off the uh, sheer amount of bad reviews from dude bros <laughs> that I'm seeing online. I love the just the concept of Matrix, that the directors, they came back and they just got their property and all of their pop culture terms after 20 years of watching it just get morphed into more and more bigotry. And they've just apparently made a movie which part of the reason it's bad is because they just really clear cut spend the first third of it going, that's not what this meant. (laughs) (laughs) And I don't know if that's good art or good cinematography, but I love an artist going, no, and just spending a third (laughs) of a film just pointing at its fan base and going, no, that's not what that meant. No, here are three pictures of a horse that illustrate why food is art. Yes. (laughs) And the fact Keanu Reeves and Carrie Ann Moss signed off on that. And they were just like, we absolutely want to make this film where you just tell off your fan base. And I think more artists should be encouraged, especially the older ones, should be encouraged to just come back and make new work that sets their fan base straight. George Lucas, you get a pass. You can get someone else to come back. Yeah. Just less that he can get someone else to come back and, and make his maybe the guy who did Dune. If you're listening to this and you want to tell me your most 2021 story, tell us at, at Hello Gargler's. Whether it's Jorts the Cat or the massive new bird flu outbreak or uh, Turkey where the missing man joined a search party for himself and then was immensely embarrassed and told the police not to tell his dad. Write in to us and let us know what your most 2021 story was. Uh, Sammy, what was your most 2021 story? It was the fact that at some point in this year, the US government, basically the CIA, publicly released thousands of pages of documents about UFOs and how they have no idea what they are, how even they're completely mystified, how they've been spotting these UFOs for years. Um, And now, very recently, we've seen a story about NASA hiring theologians for next year in 2022 to basically study how people will react to the, you know, the public react if alien contact was something that we made available to the public as a thing we've experienced. And 
this isn't me being conspiratorial. This is this is just on the Washington Post, the New York Times front page stories that no one cares about. No one remembers. 2021 has been the kind of year Melbourne had an earthquake and Melburnians have to be reminded of the fact that our buildings all shook so violently. We all thought we were going to die briefly. It's just been a, a relentless blow after relentless blow after relentless blow to the fact that to the point that the CIA is saying there are UFOs that we don't know what the f- they are and can someone help us figure this out and all of us are like yeah it's fine i can't leave my house right now i'm so tired of this it's just basically been uh, it's the ultimate 2021 story the weirdest shit happening and the rest of the world basically going i don't have time for this right now can you push this to 2022 maybe and that is the end of the show. About That's also the end of 2021. That's the end of the first year of the gargle. Uh, thank you for listening and please tune in next year, which will also be next week. I'm signing off now before I do. Have you got anything to plug, James Nokise? Just my mental health podcast, which has finished, but is still up. It's called Any Fried Chicken in the Shower. And uh, I keep getting messages from people, especially over Christmas, saying thanks for the episodes. And I'm like, oh yeah, that thing's still there. Uh, so you can you can find that on iTunes or uh, what, whatever you use. We'd like to say thank you to our roving reporter, Kyle, who sent us in the defactor story, uh, which we used despite it being more than three years old. Uh, as, a, as a general rule, we tend not to use old stories, but this one was fun for us, so we did it anyway. And who cares? It's, the, it's all in the past now. <laughs> and as we know from uh, the British police, they don't investigate things that happened in the past. Is that a po- politics... Ring the politics bell, Ped. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let that one stand. Uh, Sammy Shah, have you got anything to plug? I do indeed. I have a podcast called News Weekly that's spelled W-E-A-K-L-Y. Um, and it is a weekly news roundup, basically a satirical podcast. And everyone listening to this is probably a fan of satirical news podcasts. So you might enjoy that. Uh, you don't need to pay attention to any of the headlines all week long. If you listen to News Weekly every Friday is my pitch. Um, and so that's available. And my Patreon is patreon.com slash Sammy Shah. S-A-M-I-S-H-A-H where you can find recipes short stories um, you know novel excerpts and all kinds of other shenanigans that's brilliant as always I'm your host Alice Fraser find me online at patreon.com slash Alice Fraser or at alliterative on Twitter and Instagram your editor is Ped Hunter your executive producer is Chris Skinner this is an Alice Fraser and Bugle podcast production I'll talk to you again next year You can listen to other programs from The Bugle, including The Bugle, The Last Post, Tiny Revolutions and The Gargle, wherever you find your podcasts. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com